0: The End of Jobs by Taylor Pearson One sentence summary. The End of Jobs explains why, thanks to the advancements of modern technology, being an entrepreneur is now the safest way to meaningful work and financial freedom. My favorite quote from the author is, While our first instinct is usually attempting to push harder, it's more valuable to figure out where to push. Taylor Pearson The book starts by taking a look at how we have reached the entrepreneurial boom we find ourselves in today. Based on Eli Goldratt's theory of constraints, Taylor Pearson explains that the limiting factor in what we can achieve has switched multiple times throughout history. From land, to capital, to knowledge, and now to creativity. Since 2000, the world's population has grown 2.4 times faster than the supply of available jobs rendering the strategy to get a degree and thus a safe job, which worked so well for baby boomers, useless. College degrees have become much less valuable due to the sheer amount of people who have them. From 2000 to 2010 alone, the number of college graduates in the US increased by 50%, from 20% to 30% of the total population. On top of that, modern technology, like Skype for worldwide video calls, makes it possible to hire the most talented people from anywhere in the world and outsource knowledge tasks. Throw into the mix that you can now license software for most tasks to be done very cheaply, such as accounting, graphic design, video editing and others, and you have a world where anyone can start an international company right from the comfort of their home, no matter where they live. Now starting a company still sounds dangerous to most people. But in an economy where layoffs happen by the thousands on a regular basis, your job is no longer a safe bet either. You have to stop relying on someone else to pay you every month, like an animal waiting to be fed. Only to be led to the slaughterhouse one day, because you never know when your boss stops feeding you. Instead, try to understand the concept of expected value, which is what lets poker players keep their cool. They do a great job at calculating the probability of winning or losing any given hand based on the cards on the table and in the deck, which is why they're not worried about losing. A great poker player knows that if she makes a $10,000 bet with a 20% chance of winning, $100,000, enough times, she will inevitably win, since her expected value is $20,000 each time she makes the bet. That's why you're much better off learning new skills and dabbling in many little projects, such as the website you're reading this summary on, which have huge potential upside and will inevitably work out well in the long run. The worldwide availability of the internet has lowered production and distribution costs so much that you can create a product for any niche market you desire at almost no cost and distribute it for free or very cheaply. If there is a place for dog trainers, accounting for dentists and knitting there sure is a need for whatever service or product you can offer to the world as well. Even better, Creating your own business will allow you to do work that is meaningful to you, which, if we're honest, is the only way you can create a sustainable business anyway. Imagine not being forced to do tedious tasks on a daily basis just so you can improve the quality of your life, but to actually find meaning in the work you do, helping others with what matters most to you. Taylor Pearson also delivers a framework that will help you start your own business, one step at a time. According to Rob Walling's stair-step method you should create your career one step at a time by first launching a simple one-off product which you sell through only one marketing channel. Then you can multiply this process until you don't have to work to make a living any longer and start creating bigger and bigger companies. My personal takeaways from the end of jobs for 2017. This was one of the first summaries I wrote for four-minute books. It's from December seventeenth, two thousand fifteen. I actually think this might be the first one or the second one. Um, so it's not; it doesn't have the three-lesson structure yet. Uh, but I think there's some valuable parts that I would like to pull on um, and expand upon. So first, the, the the limiting factor that has changed. Okay, so that's an interesting one and. I, I addressed it only very briefly here. So Taylor Pearson says there's always been a limiting factor in um, the growth of of the economy of the world, right? And whatever this limiting factor is, whoever has the most of it wins, right? So back in the day, say like 2,000 years ago, it was land. Whoever owned the land, and that was usually the king or or the pharaoh or 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 the or, or the what is it, or the emperor so those people usually uh, earned, owned the land because it came from legacy right it was uh, very um, uh, in monarchies there was one person ruling the country and they owned all the land so they made all the money because they could take a cut from however much uh, produce the farmers produced it switched from land to capital somewhere around i guess 1500 1600 with like the medici in italy when banking started to arise and all of a sudden there were people lending other people money and making money on lending that money in in terms of interest Um, and then started getting richer and richer and pulling away and being able to even lend money to kings and then they were the ones in power right the bankers then it went to knowledge when it was all about expertise. For example, take the, take the 1980s, 1990s uh, with all the stuff going on on Wall Street. Whoever had the knowledge, right? The insider knowledge, sometimes even the, the illegal tr- uh, trades being made behind closed doors uh, where they said, yeah, we'll pump into this stock and then it'll go up and then we'll sell our shares and then everybody else is out. So that was all about knowledge and having the skills like who was the most professional trader, who made the best picks and so on but now that knowledge or at least the basic knowledge stuff is you can you can hire people for as i said like graphic design like marketing seo like even complex stuff like creating marketing campaigns and so on you could outsource and you could spread all over now it's about creatively combining those things to make something that people will want to buy like a whole that works basically a company so I think that was really interesting so but you can see the shifts and more and more of these shifts are going to occur um uh, I'm surprised and I see it from my own school I graduated 7 years ago the kind of people that get their A levels uh, and how they get them and what they have to do for them it goes down and down and down and it's more and more people getting them because it gets easier because everyone's expected to have one so degrees become inflationary um I mean, even in the US already. I mean, I've seen people who were happy to get a salesman job at a car dealership with their bachelor's degree. I'm like, that's insane. Like you wouldn't... In Germany, we're not that far yet. Um, but that's kind of ridiculous, right? Because you it's called higher education and you would think that this is something that gets you like a management job or, or whatever, like something above that. So <clears throat> with this going... With, so creativity, scarce, going down. Uh, everything else... Easy to do, easy to outsource. Um, it becomes kind of it becomes kind of tough to rely on your job. And even if you have a high, say like a high level marketing job, right? Imagine that software keeps getting smarter. So what will happen once BMW figures out how to sell their cars without you? Like once what happens when Facebook's algorithm gets so smart that it creates the Facebook ads for you and they automatically make three bucks for every buck they spend on facebook ads because the software creates ads that are that customized and that smart and directly addressed to the people who want to buy a car like it's like okay we can cut like half the marketing team boom away they go so i think even having a high level position now won't stop you from from having to worry about that eventually right so even if it takes 50 years is that a risk you want to take eh, i wouldn't And so that's where this idea of expected value comes in, which is really, really interesting. You can dabble, you can have side projects, you can launch products, you can do books, courses, um, you could do a physical product, right? You could create your own supplement for fitness, you could create your own gym tool, training wristband, whatever. There's a million ways you can do this. And as long as your expected value in the long run is larger than zero, you can do it, right? So if each thing you do has a 10% chance of failure, you do 10 things, and on average, one is going to win. Maybe that means you have to do 20 things for one to win because that's just an average, right? Um, but still, like, there's nothing to lose, and that's why I love side projects so much and starting small, and as, uh, as Taylor Pearson said with this um, Rob Walling stair-step method, I think that's really cool. Make something that's, like, a one-time sale, a single channel, like an Amazon ebook. write something very small, um, like, a, like a product on Amazon... Or um, uh, what are the small things? Or like a service where it's like for fifty bucks, I'm gonna like break down your website and explain everything to you what you can improve. Something like that, right? Very simple. Try to sell a bunch of those, uh, and then and then take it from there, right? Eventually, you could do educational resources around that that sell um, passively, where you don't have to put in more time down the line. Uh, and build new products on top of that on top of that on top of that i really like that idea um this book's very similar to choose yourself by james aldercher i think that's a book you would also enjoy if you like this one or if you like the ideas in this one um yeah so don't wait for the world to tell you it doesn't need you anymore make up make make your own future Uh, come up with your own stuff don't rely on a job don't rely on a degree these things mean less and less with every passing year and i hope you will uh use this summary and the ideas in it to prepare for the end of jobs see you on the next one